So I have a question for you this morning as we get started, and the question is this. How do you want to be remembered? How do you want to be remembered someday? I think if we're all honest, deep down, we want to be able to, you know, have something that our life counted for. We want to leave a legacy. We want to be remembered for something even after we're gone. And some people, you know, they they do this by endowing a scholarship or sometimes, you know, having a name, uh, a building named after them or something like that. And not all of us get a chance to do that. But I think deep down there is this deep desire to be a part of something that's bigger than myself, part of something that will live on after I'm gone. And a legacy is really this idea of a dream that that impacts not only your own life, but also the lives of the people it touches. I saw this great quote from John Maxwell about this, and I put it up on the screen for you because I think it's a really important thing. It says this. He says, if you are successful, it becomes possible for you to leave an inheritance for others. But if you desire to create a legacy, then you need to leave something in others. When you think unselfishly and you invest in others, you gain the opportunity to create a legacy that will outlive you. It's not just about leaving something for others. It's about leaving a legacy in other people. And the only way to build something really of lasting value is to be able to give it away and to invest in the people who will carry on that dream and that vision. So what are you and I doing today that will impact lives for tomorrow? What are you and I investing in today that will impact lives for tomorrow? It's an important question to ask not only of ourselves, but to ask of groups and of organizations and even of our church. What are we doing today that will leave a legacy for tomorrow? And so we're in this series of messages this month called Difference Maker. No matter how large or how small your contribution to the work of ministry, you and I can make a significant difference because we do it together. What one person might not be able to do, when we all come together and we make a contribution to ministry, we get a chance to do something impactful because we do it together. And last week we talked about the importance of Jesus' last words, his great commission to the disciples. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. And how we live that out here at Redeemer in our vision statement, our mission statement, to connect people with the love and life of Jesus Christ. And so this morning we're going to talk about leaving a legacy, planting good seeds today in the lives of people so that they will grow for tomorrow. So let's pray as we get started. Lord Jesus, you gave your instructions to the disciples so long ago and you continue to give us your instructions for our lives today too. And so, Lord, I pray that as we dig into your word, that your Holy Spirit might lead us and guide us, and that we might hear from you, Lord, just what you have for each one of us in this message this morning, that you would encourage our hearts, that you would fill us with hope, and that you would fill us with your love. And we ask this in the powerful name of Christ. Amen. So Jesus left a legacy by investing in the disciples. That was his strategy. That's what he wanted to do. He didn't write a book. He didn't leave a library full of books. His strategy was to invest in this group of disciples, and he left his legacy in them. What was going to happen? 
That was the big question. And so he instructed his disciples to take his message to the ends of the earth. And so we've talked about the last words that Jesus gave to his disciples in Matthew uh, last week, and this week we're going to start in the book of Acts. And at the very beginning of Acts, it says that he appeared to his disciples over a period of 40 days, and he told them about the kingdom of God. He gave them some instructions about what they were to do. And he gave them this command starting in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. You'll see it there on the screen. He says to them, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he tells them to wait, and he says, I want you to be in this place. He was preparing them for the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was going to come in power and was going to fill them up for ministry. Now, it's not very easy to wait for something, is it? Not too many people really enjoy waiting. I mean, you know, even when you order something, Amazon really can't ship it fast enough, right? Because we want it now. We don't even want to wait for it to come through Amazon. And so the the disciples, they're impatient too, and they ask him, they say, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? In other words, are we finally going to get to do what we thought we were going to do, which is to overthrow the Romans? Is it time, God? Are, are, Are we done waiting yet? And he says to them, verse 7, he said, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. So what Jesus is doing here is he's giving them a new vision for ministry. That they weren't going to be with Jesus all the time. They weren't going to hear directly from him. It was going to be something new. And they were now going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And their mission was to go out from that place and take the, the message of Jesus everywhere. And the entire book of Acts really is telling the story of how the message of Jesus, the message of hope and of love and of grace, it ripples out from the city of Jerusalem to the next part, to Judea, to a little further out to Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. If you read the story of what happened, it takes that very thing and it helps them to see how the message moved from the city of Jerusalem to Judea a little further out and to the ends of the earth. And what I want you to see from this passage, first of all this morning, is this. That leaving a legacy begins with a vision. If you want to leave a legacy in other people, it begins with a vision. What is it that God is calling you to do and to be? What is it that God is calling you to do and to be? What is that vision of what God has asked you to do? That's where it begins. That's where it starts. And then if we think about it on a congregation level, what is God in calling us to invest in as a congregation? What's a vision that God has called us to invest in as a congregation? You see, if we think about it in both of those aspects, Jesus gave the disciples a plan to follow. He said, wait in Jerusalem until you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, and then you're going to take my message and my story, and you're going to take it from here into the world. And the work that Jesus would call them to do was this outward-focusing strategy of taking the story of Jesus and the vision of the kingdom of God and continuing to push it forward. 
They couldn't just keep it for themselves. They couldn't just keep it in their nice, comfortable place in Jerusalem with their nice friends. They were called to keep pushing it out and keep pushing it out and keep pushing it out to the very ends of the Roman Empire and to really all around the world today. They had to take on a new job description. They couldn't just follow Jesus anymore. They had been taught as followers of Jesus. Now they had to be witnesses and they had been taught and now they had to become the teachers and take that message from one person to the next to the next. And you and I are here today because that message didn't stay just in Jerusalem. It didn't stay just where it was comfortable. It didn't stay just where it was convenient. But they kept pushing it outward and outward and outward. They kept telling the story and sharing the vision of hope that continually moved to new places. Leaving a legacy begins with a vision to invest in others beyond ourselves. If you want to leave a legacy, it's about investing in others beyond ourselves. A second part of leaving a legacy involves planting seeds. Planting seeds. And that's sort of where our whole vision for the series comes from. And Paul reminds the early Christians that it was all about planting seeds. He talks about it in the letter uh, to the province of Galatia, and he was helping them to understand how to do that. So I want you to see those verses also from Galatians chapter 6. It says this, People reap what they sow. Those who sow to please themselves from that nature will reap destruction. But those who sow to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, let us do good to all people. Sowing and reaping. It's sort of a law of nature. It's a law like gravity is a law. It applies to all people. It's something that God has built into the foundation of our culture. If you go to sow something, you're going to reap that particular thing. If you sow and plant corn, it means that you're going to reap corn. You're not going to get potatoes, for example. If you plant wheat, you're not going to get cucumbers. It just isn't going to happen that way. If you plant seeds in the spring, you can expect a harvest. If you don't plant anything in the spring, you're not going to get anything except for weeds later on. If you're going to do something, you have to start with planting. And planting is all about being generous. When you go out to plant seeds, you put the seeds in. Sometimes you have particular plants that you put real nicely, depending on where it is. And other things, you throw the seeds in there and hope that they'll take. But being a, plant, a seed planter is about this idea of being generous. And it works that same way in the spiritual realm. If I'm going to sow away life or encouraging words to somebody else, it's more likely that I'm going to get those back. If I'm complaining and I'm negative all the time, I'm probably not going to get a whole lot of encouragement back. If I sow forgiveness, I'm probably more likely to get forgiveness in return. If I'm bitter all the time, I'm probably not going to receive a whole bunch of generosity back because it's hard to give to somebody that's bitter. What are you sowing? What are you investing? What kind of seeds are you planting? If you sow kindness, you're more than likely going to get kindness back. 
If you're a student, what kind of investment are you making now in your studies? It's going to have an impact later on. You can't goof around now and expect to get a scholarship for all A's. You've got to do the hard work now that will affect your legacy later. Planting, sowing, and reaping is about this law of what it is that you're putting out there. And Paul encourages the people of Galatia, he says, continue doing good, don't get weary, and don't give up. Planting seeds in others will produce a harvest. Think about it. Name one person that you admire and respect because of everything that they keep to themselves. Probably not. More than likely, you're going to look up to somebody who's generous who gives of their time and their resources, that teacher that allows you to come in after school and ask some questions, who spends time with you, who's investing in you, that's more than likely something that's going to reap a harvest later on. You're probably not going to hold up somebody who's always complaining or always seeks to give the least amount required. The more you give, the more you'll be given. The bigger the sowing, the bigger the reaping. And so that question that you'll see up on the screen there, what seeds are you planting today that will leave a legacy for tomorrow? And what seeds are we planting as a congregation? And what legacy will we leave behind as a congregation? It's continuing to ask ourselves that question. Now here at Redeemer, 10% of what we give to the church, 10% of every gift that comes in is given away to missions to be invested in this greater vision of reaching people to the ends of the earth. And we are planting seeds and following the pattern of those early disciples and reaching out to the needs of others. And it's kind of cool when you think about this. I was talking to some of the finance guys this week. And, you know, locally in our Jerusalem, right here out of our building, there are all sorts of ministries that happen, right? Ministries to kids and ministries to youth. And one of our outreach ministries is to the food pantry, and a couple of statistics through this ministry, each and every week, we assist nearly 5,000 people a year. Isn't that a cool? And think about this. In the last 15 years since the food pantry started, we've been able to give away 1.2 million meals. That is pretty awesome and pretty exciting right here in our own Jerusalem. But it doesn't start there in our commitment to missions and planting seeds for Christ. If we think about Judea and Samaria, sort of that representing countryside, representing our community, we invest in that particularly through our special offerings. And because of your generosity, we have been able to give away over $50,000 this past year to local mission projects. Isn't that cool? Even in the midst of the pandemic, sometimes when maybe you haven't always been able to be at church or maybe you're online and feeling like it's not quite the same, even in the midst of this pandemic, you and I have been able to make a huge impact on our community because we've been able to do it together. And we also plant seeds globally, reaching to the ends of the earth through our mission partners in the Ukraine and Germany and Saxon, as well as our United Methodist Ministry shares. Our total mission investment in 2020, $102,000. $102,000 that together as a body of Christ, the Redeemer has been and will continue to plant seeds locally and globally throughout the world to share the message and the love of Jesus with other people. 
And that gets me excited because sometimes I think as I put in my contribution, we actually do it electronically. But anyway, as I'm contributing, what is it that one person can do? Can I feed a child who's hungry in Guatemala? I can't do that by myself. But together as a body of Christ and together with our mission partners around the world, you and I get a chance to do that. And that's what makes me, that's what makes my heart beat fast and good. Because I want to be, I want to make an impact in this world for Christ. And we get a chance to do that together. The seeds that we plant today grow and they continue to produce a harvest for tomorrow. Leaving a legacy begins with a vision. What is it that God's calling you to do and to be? And then leaving a legacy is all about planting seeds. Planting seeds that help to begin to shape that picture. And third, leaving a legacy is about obedience and faithfulness. I love that last verse that Paul wrote. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And Jesus, he asks us to be faithful no matter what's going on in our lives. And in the midst of this tough year, in the midst of maybe nothing that seems to go smoothly and nothing that seems to go right, when we're continuing to be obedient and when we're continuing to be faithful and to invest in the mission that God has called us to do and to invest and to do the things that God's called you to do in your own heart and life, it makes a difference. And we get a chance to make a difference for Christ. And every time you sacrificially give to a special mission, it's an investment in the life of Christ. And every time we do the small things like, like packing a shoebox for Operation Christmas Child in the fall or adopting a family, that is an investment in a life for Christ. And every time you invite someone to church or to your small group, You've made an investment in a life for Christ. And God takes those seeds and he multiplies those, those seeds that we plant in others, both with our time and our resources. And that's what makes a difference. That's what makes a difference for Christ. Many years ago, there was a sobbing little girl who stood near a small church. And she had been turned away because there was literally no more room in there for her to go to Sunday school that morning. And she was crying, and, and when the pastor, Russell Conwell, asked her why, he replied that she, she couldn't get in because there was no more room. And he took her hand that day, and he says, we're going to go in. And he said, he looked her right in the eye, and he said, one day we're going to have a place that's big enough for anyone who wants to come to church or Sunday school. Unbeknownst to Dr. Cornwell, the pastor, the little girl, Hattie Mae Wyatt, she went home and she told her parents that she wanted to save money so that they could build a bigger church. And her parents indulged her by letting her run errands for pennies that she saved in a little bank. And Dr. Conwell continues, she was a lovable thing, but in a few weeks after that, she suddenly became ill and she passed away. And at the funeral, her father told me quietly of how this little girl had been saving money for a building fund. And right then, he gave that little bank to the pastor. And it had 57 pennies in it. And what happened next was nothing short of amazing. 
At the meeting of the church trustees, Dr. Conwell took those uh, Hattie's gift of 57 cents, that first gift toward that proposed building fund that had barely been spoken of. It was just a possibility in the future. And the trustees took that and they prayed over it. And they felt so impressed that they began to investigate purchasing a lot down the street. And in the meantime, those 57 pennies, well, they began to inspire the other members of the congregation. And pretty soon, $250 came in. And then over time, in the next five years, $250,000 had come in. And the rest is history. And the first classes of Temple College, later Temple University, were held on that property. And later, Good Samaritan Hospital was also established, along with the church, that could seat nearly 3,000 people. Hattie's legacy began with a vision, a dream of having a place that would allow everyone who wanted to come to come to be there for Sunday school. And she planted seeds, 57 cents, and others planted seeds with her, and God began to multiply that investment, and through the obedience and faithfulness of others, the harvest of a university and a hospital and a large church emerged. The vision of one person can make a huge difference. And you and I are sitting here in this place because of a vision that people had a generation ago to have a church on the corner of Clark and Shavy that began in the gym in that facility over there and then became this place to worship and then added on the kids' center. It's because of the faithfulness of people over and over again that makes a difference. Not just in this place, but even through this place, investing in missions literally around the world. You and I get to be a part of what God is doing and how God is changing lives. And one day, We're not only going to be able to celebrate the kids and the youth and the adults who came through this place and who made a commitment to Jesus Christ, but we're also going to be able to celebrate in heaven with all of those people that are a result of the harvest, of the faithfulness of you and I that planted seeds in people's lives that went out from this place in ways that we might never even know. So I invite you to think about legacy this week. What kind of legacy will you leave? How do you want to be remembered? And who or what are you investing in now that will reap a harvest for the future? And then think about all that we can do together. What do we want Redeemer to be known for 50 years from now? And what will be our legacy together? And I pray that as people look back at this time and for our generation, they might say they generously and sacrificially gave to everyone for the sake of Christ. But think about this week, how the Lord wants you to invest in the mission and calling of Redeemer to plant seeds in lives, to be able to be faithful in our giving and in our generosity. Not just for this generation, but for the next one too. Lord, may we be faithful to all that you've asked of us in this generation. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, sometimes in the day-to-day of life, 
and getting up and getting the kids to school and getting to work and trying to figure out all that we're doing. We run from one day to the next. And honestly, maybe sometimes we don't even think about the bigger picture of what our life might leave or the impact that we might have. And so, Lord, I pray that this question might just nag at our soul a little bit this week to be reminded that every day we have the opportunity to build a legacy and to think not just about ourselves but to invest in others around us with words of hope, with words of truth, with investing a little more time in a student that needs it, in picking up the phone and talking to a friend when we might be tired. God, remind us in all those little things to continue to be generous with our time and with our talents and with our resources. And Lord, together as the body of Christ, may we be faithful, Lord, in what you've called us to do and to be as a church and to keep planting seeds and to keep giving that away not just for ourselves, but to reach, Lord, people here in our community, in our nation, and around the world. Thanks that we get a chance to be a part of that work. And may we be faithful and diligent in all that you've called us to do, maybe even stretching us, Lord, stretching us to give sacrificially. Thanks, God. In the precious and powerful name of Christ, we pray. Amen.